Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Many times in the scripture, when God speaks about serving Him, doing His will, obeying His word, He puts it in a very specific context, and that is walking in faithfulness is spiritual warfare. We all know the verse of scripture that Paul speaks of in Ephesians where he says, put on the full armor of God. Yes, indeed, serving God is a spiritual battle. But here's the good news. Not only do we have armor to put on, but also in that spiritual arsenal is a mighty weapon. And that weapon is fasting. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Isaiah and chapter 58. The book of Isaiah and chapter 58. Now, this chapter has 14 verses. We're going to do the first 12 in this lesson. And next week, we're going to complete the chapter with just two verses because we see that these verses relate to Shabbat at seventh day of the week and they have great significance for us. And likewise, we see a unique relationship between what we're going to study today in this lesson and what's going to be taught next week. So look carefully with me at these verses, Isaiah chapter 58, beginning with verse 1. Now, I'm going to translate things very literally, and then, as the case may be, we can look at how to understand the literalness of the Hebrew text. We're going to see that God is speaking to the people to take seriously His Word and to demonstrate faith. Yes, there's going to be an emphasis upon fasting. We know that there's no biblical fast without prayer but furthermore how we behave also impacts our prayer life and therefore our fasting and he wants to share with us how we can fast more effectively and the outcome of that is being transformed into an obedient servant of god able to carry out the purposes of god so let's begin isaiah 58 and verse 1 We read, call, and this next phrase is in Hebrew, ve-garon, which means literally with a throat. And it's speaking about speaking loudly. So we could translate this, call out aloud, or to cry out loudly. And then he says, do not save, meaning hold nothing back. Again, God is speaking to the people. He wants a total commitment. He wants us to demonstrate intensity and seriousness concerning spirituality, which relates always to the will of God. 
There's nothing that's going to be spiritually pleasing to God that is not centered upon his purposes, his will. So he says, call out with a throat. Do not hold back as a trumpet. And this specifically is a shofar, that ram's horn, which speaks about God's provision. So as we are calling out, holding nothing back, we are called to lift up our voice as a shofar, remembering that God is faithful to provide. What will he provide? Everything that we need to carry out his will. Everything that we need to be found faithful. God will provide what we need to defeat the enemy. So as a shofar, lift up your voice. Declare to my people, and even though Isaiah has written this down, he's speaking for the Lord, for Hashem. So my people are the children of Israel within this context, within the days of Isaiah. So declare to my people their transgression and to the house of Yaakov, the house of Jacob, their their sin. Now, we see something foundational. If we're going to be able to serve God, first and foremost, it begins with acknowledging our sin, our transgression. And dealing with that sin and transgression appropriately. We know through the temple service that blood is necessary for there to be forgiveness. And as New Testament believers in the gospel, we know that God himself sent his only begotten son, the son of God, to die upon that cross to shed his blood so that we can experience eternal redemption that that forgiveness is not just for a year as in the time of the day of atonement but it is forever and that gives us that that assurance that that is so comforting so he says declare to my people their transgression to the house of yaakov their sin verse two and me and the next phrase is yom yom There's one Hebrew word that's repeated twice. The Hebrew word yom is the word day. So when they are repeated, yom yom, we need to think of that as daily. So what he says is me, meaning God, daily you seek. Now, there's a couple different words for seeking. It's related to a strong desire. And again, when we look at the words that are used here the vocabulary it shows intensity it shows commitment it shows seriousness and all of these things need to be upon our hearts and in our mind when we fast and pray if there's going to be indeed a righteous change in our life so he says me daily they shall seek And the knowledge of my ways, they are are seeking. But here it's a word for delighting in. So the knowledge of my ways, that knowledge of God's ways should delight us. That is something that we should, should put a high value upon. Now, notice what what we see in, in verse two. Here, the people 
aren't doing this god is saying how fasting and we'll come to fasting in a moment how fasting should should be done it should be done by people who daily seek god and the knowledge of his ways they delight in as a nation who righteousness did now many bibles don't uh, translate the tense properly it's the word asa which is in the past and what it speaks about this it means something when you come before god having done righteousness having behaved properly having done and carried out the will of god so as a nation who righteousness has done and the the justice of his god has not forsaken or has not left now we see something biblically we see a correlation between justice and righteousness for example the prophet uh, zachariah he states and commands that we should execute judgment meaning get involved to make sure justice is is carried out and what's the outcome of justice being maintained the answer is righteousness and righteousness reveals the glory of god and he says look at the last part of verse 2 they will seek me and they will seek righteous justice and this righteous justice is going to draw near to god meaning that is going to draw you near to god who it says here they delight so the message is this they all of this action is for one purpose to draw near to god let me state that another way in order to be in the presence of god so all of these things serious prayer fasting a behavior that that represents justice and righteousness all of this the motivation for it is not me being blessed by some materialistic way my problems being solved what is the objective is experiencing god being placed in in his presence that's what we see at the end of verse 2 now verse 3 in verse 3 we see a reference to fasting and there'll be many in this chapter verse 3 the people have heard what god's expectations are that they're supposed to live and seek him his ways the knowledge of his ways to carry out justice and righteousness but they say this why did we fast and you did not see so they're saying we're fasting but but you're not watching us our souls we are afflicting but but you do not know now the problem is this they're doing these things but they want a wrong response they are willing to be so-called spiritual for materialistic objectives accomplishing their purpose and therefore god is not pleased with with his people verse 3 why have we fasted and you do not see our souls we have afflicted and you do not know behold the day that you fast he says you seek 
delight. You seek what you want. And all your objectives, all your works, it says here, you you carry out. You, you present. So they're not fasting and praying for the purposes of God. They're simply saying, we're going to, to not eat. We're going to pray. We're to do these things because we want you, God, to do what we want you to do. And this is simply spiritual manipulation. It's not spirituality that's pleasing to God. Verse 4. Behold, and this next word is for an argument for contention. And the next word is strife. Behold, and God is asking a question. For contention and strife, you fast and you 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 strike strike with a wicked fist this is why you're doing it and with a wicked fist meaning with an objective you're wanting to be empowered so you can inflict pain and suffering and and a a victorious blow upon the enemy you want god to empower you in order that you carry out your own wickedness that you think god's going to bless that he is not so behold for for contention and strife you fast and you strike with a wicked fist this is not the fast that that as a day that that i have made known or will be made known upon high your voice he's saying such fasting this is not going to cause to be known up high in the heavens your voice such behavior is not going to cause your petitions your words to be heard by me so again people can fast they're fasting but it's not having any positive influence in their life why because their commitment is not to the will of god the purposes of god but their commitment is to their objectives and they're fasting and they're praying only in order to get what they want again it's simply a form of spiritual manipulation verse verse 5 he says asking a question is is this the type of fasts that that he will choose meaning that god has chosen the entire verse is this the type of fast that i will choose the day that a man afflicts his soul the affliction of a man's soul is this what you're doing the the bowing down of your heads as a a this has to do with a a reed in a a uh, water that's very uh, uh easy to to bend down it's weak it's not strong it's a soft plant he says is this going to bring about a change is this how you're behaving and then he says sackcloth and ashes uh he's spreading out is this what you call a fast a day to the delight of the lord so they're fasting but god says i'm not recognizing this i'm not impressed by that i am not going to respond to such behavior because you are not demonstrating the true contrite heart the right attitude and the desires the purposes that that i have given to you all this is is a form of of idolatry with the right terminology and such verse six 
surely this is the fast that i have chosen it so now he's speaking about the type of fast which is what he says you fast and and for the purpose of opening up the wicked bonds so people are suffering they're suffering injustice you set them free open up these these bonds of wickedness that people are suffering from and and lessen remove the the bundles of of the yoke meaning this the word here for yoke is really a word for pole and it speaks about a rod and and there is as bundles of these these rods upon the back of of an individual meaning that you are loading upon him heavy burdens burdens that aren't god's will but your will you are weighing them down for the things that you want them to do for you not for god so he says surely the fast that i have chosen it is that you loosen the wicked bonds and you also so remove the bundles of the poles and and the stretching forth of your or the sending forth of the ones who are oppressed send them forth free and every yoke every rod upon them you shall break so it's bringing and here's the principle if you want god to deliver you assist you help you then what should you do then you should be helping assisting blessing others so it's that righteous behavior that should lead up to our fasting we should seek how we can carry out god's will and alleviate the suffering of of others removing the injustice the unrighteousness the the weighty things of this world that afflict people remove them get involved in other people's life verse seven surely and this is a word for for slicing bread and he just says just to do that verse verse 7 surely your bread slice for the hungry and the the poor who are outcasts bring into your house so the poor who are outcasts are those who are suffering so bad that they we would say today are homeless and what does he say to do he says bring into your house the one that you see that is naked, cover him. And, and from your flesh, meaning this is a fellow brother. It's part of the family of God. He says, do not ignore. Don't ignore those who are of your family. And it simply means a fellow human being. Don't, don't ignore their suffering, the plight that they're going through. Get involved. If they're naked, close them. If they're hungry, feed them. If they're homeless, bring them into to your home. Verse 8. What will be the outcome of that? Well, the outcome is you are going to be an instrument that manifests God's glory. Look at verse 8. Then will will be will be split, meaning broken forth as the the morning light your light and healing quickly will sprout forth so two things now it's a word for for cutting in half he says 
basically that's going to burst forth as the dawn your light now this is you being an instrument that manifests god's glory that's what we're called to do remember what messiah says that we behave in a way that people see our good works and give thanks to our heavenly father this is what it's speaking about here that that breaks forth as the dawn your light and your healing quickly will will sprout forth and and shall go before you your righteousness the glory of the lord it will gather you now what he's speaking about here is the the incumbent responsibility that we all have to be used by god to be an instrument that manifests his glory and when we do notice the benefit of that last part of verse verse 8 where he says and the glory of the lord will gather you meaning what it will bring you into the presence of God. So when you manifest God's glory, you are going to be in the glory of God in his presence. Verse 9. Then you will call. This is going to make our prayers effective. Then you will call and the Lord, he will answer. You will cry and he will say, behold me. If you will remove from your midst, this this yoke this pole that's a burden on others and that you'll stop the implication is stop sending forth your finger meaning pointing in a condemning way and speaking wickedness so this is going to cause a change in how we think of others and how we behave around others so again what is being taught is effective fasting is going to change behavior it is going to bring us into agreement with the will the purpose the objectives of god verse 10 and you shall extend to the weedy the 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 hungry your your soul i want to say that again you shall extend to the hungry your soul meaning everything that you have when when someone is truly in need minister to them and the the afflicted soul satisfy so what they're suffering move to eliminate move to lessen that suffering the afflicted soul you satisfy and what's the outcome your light will shine in darkness and your darkness will be as the noon day so what this is teaching us is when we behave in this way our fasting is going to bring change and it is going to this type of behavior is going to empower our our prayer and is going to bring god's provision into our life and we're going to be transformed the glory of god is going to be seen through us meaning through our behavior and notice the benefits verse 11 and the lord will lead you continuously and he will satisfy you in these these dry places he will satisfy your soul in dry places and your bones and this is a word for for being released some will say strengthen what it's talking about here is that oftentimes when when one is suffering when they feel great weight placed upon them 
that their, their body would be dislocated, different joints and such. And this is talking about, and the word here is a release. By the way, that noun is the same word for, for where we get the modern Hebrew word for a corkscrew. So this, this cork is in a, a bottle and it needs to be removed in order that the, that the fruit of the vine can come forth. So it's in there tight and it's release. This is what it's talking about here. A spiritual release. Being set free from the things that burden us and weigh us down. Look again. Verse, verse 11. The Lord will guide you always. And he will satisfy in those desolate, those arid places, your soul. And your bones, your bones will be set free. And you shall be as a, a watered garden. This is the word for being saturated. A watered garden and a spring of water which does not fail from its water. Meaning this, that it's going to give water and keep giving water and keep giving water. It's never going to fail. It's never going to cease being what, what it was created to be. Now, the word that's used here is a word for for falsehood or lying or deceit and what happens is god's created us in his image but we're deceitful because more often than not we're not demonstrating his character we were created in his image to reflect his his image his character to behave like him and we're not doing that we're giving a false one a false impression what it's saying here is that god's going to move in such a way that there'll be nothing false about what we're doing verse 12. now this is important because when we get to verse 12 we're talking about repair we're talking about fixing something talking about putting something into order and and all of this is getting ready for a kingdom experience why do i say that because in verse 13 and 14 we're going to be talking about the kingdom in the terms of shabbat the seventh day but we need to realize that there's a connection between the sabbath day and the kingdom of god we'll talk more about that next week but look at our last verse verse 12 and they shall build from you meaning from a people that that live this way that is going to be the foundation of building forth they shall build from you what the eternal desolations meaning those things that have been destroyed for a long time there's going to be a a building back of those there's going to be a connection with the past meaning that god's going to redeem the days and he's going to establish what he wanted to so long ago the the foundations of generation and generation will will be established literally you will establish these foundations of generations and generations and you will call you will be called literally the repairer of the breach and the restorer of the the pathways of dwelling now these pathways of dwelling are kingdom pathways they lead into the kingdom of god that we might dwell with him and all of this is being emphasized and taught to us for a purpose to teach us how to live effectively 
And an effective lifestyle is rooted in prayer, it's rooted in fasting, and it's rooted in a commitment to righteousness and the justice of God. And when we behave doing those things, fasting and prayer and doing righteousness, carrying out the will of God, God is going to work mightily in our life and through our life to do just what he said at the end to bring about a restoration to to fix to restore that that breach and to restore where these these dwelling places that relate to the kingdom now we're going to conclude at this time but let me share with you the next two verses are so important it gives us all of this change is leading up to a kingdom experience and if you're committed to the kingdom then you're going to be doing the things that that isaiah mentions in verses 1 through 12. we're going to take seriously and we're going to want to be that that nation that that did righteousness that nation that seeks justice that nation that is going to to delight in the knowledge of the way of god this this one that's going to seek god daily this is what god desires from us and the question is this is this what i'm fasting and praying for so often we fast and we pray for things that that are not of interest to god they are not rooted in spirituality but they're rooted in the desires of the flesh so let's be different let's be faithful let's walk in this world motivated by the grace of God that always leads us into his will to carry it out so that righteousness is done and the glory of God is seen. Until next time, Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.